Welcome to Phantom Rant Radio. Hold on to your butt. I am your father. All of that sweet change. Hasta la vista, baby. Remember, the force will be with you always. Hello, what have we here? But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. I got a bad feeling about this. You know, they, they call me cautious being on multiple social media platforms. This is madness. Where's my super suit? We have a Hulk. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Fine. I'll do it myself. My name's Bond. James Bond. Yeah, my name's Jack. Hello. Hello there. Scruffy looking nerf herder. Ah! It's a trap. Oh, TV. Sorry about that. Sorry. Hey, well, welcome to Phantom Rant Radio. We are excited to be here in the studio in Treehouse Studios 1028. Heck yeah. Boys, you excited to be here? Yes. I want to go home. It's awesome that we're all here, right? (laughs) It's awesome. You know, it's a blessing. It really is. These days we take it for granted, right? Oh, I don't. All I four of us are here, um, but we're excited. We've got a great episode for you tonight. A lot of oh, yes. a lot of good content packed into an hour episode. Hopefully, we can get it an hour. But if we're over an hour, forgive us. We'll try our best. You get an extra fifteen or twenty minutes of fun. Well, we're not talking about toothpicks. We are talking about movies and awesome awesomeness tonight. Um, so this episode um, is the first of many. Last week oh, we did yes. a top 10 episode, which we'll be doing many more of those in the future, perhaps top 10. This is 10. a whole unique new episode it's, it's that has a great genre. name. Oh, great yes. name. Top awesome 10. name. Awesome. Oh, you're talking about this type of episode. This type of episode, which was yes. so a this, uniquely crafted name. <laughs> so this episode that we're going to be doing tonight is its own genre, its own beast, and the name... Came from Devin, so I'll let I'll let Devin say the mm-hmm. name, and then I'll explain the episode. Well, this kind of episode is now going to be known as Nostalgia Overdrive. <laughs> drive. It's drive, not official. Drive, 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 drive. <laughs> it is not official. Technically, technically not official. <laughs> technically not official. But yet. we're going with it for this first episode. So uh, this episode type will be similar to our. Top 10 format where we're just discussing one topic, but for this one, we'll just be reviewing and just diving into a full reflection of a blockbuster or a classic classic film film. stuck in time. Stuck in time. Stuck in time. So it's going to be a recurring episode, right? Oh, yes. Recurring. So maybe we'll do one of, uh, I don't know, maybe Indiana Jones later. We can do Indiana Jones, Pulp Fiction, any kind of like big... (laughs) Moneyball. Not Moneyball. Anything but Moneyball, but you know, anything. If you guys want to like, you know, let us know what you want good classic movie as long as it's not horrible and oh, we yeah. disagree with you then seriously we'll, we'll any it. genre too we <laughs> yeah. were gonna do this very episode last week yeah we set out four hours to record this episode last that week. was the we had a live huge stream we, got, we had a fallout we started <laughs> and put this on live instagram people were watching it and then ryan's phone crashed because he was at what 20 percent. it was all on purpose <sighs> we sabotaged all on purpose um, i so, we apologize for that. We apologize for the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. We are going to be better at bringing you weekly episodes, okay? So, stick with us. We're doing better. I mean, we're very young in this. What movie are we talking this about? This isn't a life story, <laughs> man. All right, here's the movie. Here's, this is on Tinder profile. Here's the movie. 
Drum Star up. Wars, A New Hope, Ooh. 1977. What better movie could you, we start this off than Literally, Star Wars, A New Hope? None. I don't think there's a single the movie. There is none. pop culture impact, impactful movie of all time. Star it, Trek fans. <laughs> go crawl in your holes and cry. He's in a huge fist Jeez. right now. So I got a question for you guys. Do you know what type of genre Star Wars A New Hope is? Space opera. Sci-fi fantasy. Stinker. Yes. You thought I was going to get it wrong. I thought, thought you were going to say, say mystery. fiction. <laughs> rom-com. That's a, that's a mystery, isn't it? Could no. be a rom-com. It is a space opera. I learned that for the first time. That's pretty cool. But what's most important is that we got a top five news. Top five news, baby. Phantom Rant's top five news. Dyslexic man, take it away. Take Brought it home, Brought to you brother. by me. Oh, I just didn't realize we didn't introduce ourselves. Well, I'm... Oh, uh, yeah. Go around. I am Konafri, a.k.a. Dyslexic man. <laughs> Uh, my colleagues, Iceman, Ryan. Uh, you can call me Cautious Bean um, on multiple social media <laughs> platforms, and I am Jacko. <laughs> He's owning it now. It's oh, not no. good. It's not good. He's past denial. He's just go. accepting it now. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Uh, number five. Star Wars nine set photos reveal Finn, Poe, and Chewie. Ooh. On a mission. On a mission together. Doing I, something. I like that. I love Doing how Chewie is with them. I love that trio. Wars. I really like that. Chewie and Poe and Finn. I like that too. It's That's good. a good trio. Does this, does no this confirm Poe and Finn heart getaway That's mission? That's a whole other episode for a whole other <laughs> day. We should do an episode on what we think the romance is going to be. Because there's like no so many different things. What, yeah, if, it, what if it ends so up being confused. Rose and Kylo? <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. They meet on Tinder. Rose like is seen. Oh, Rose Tika. Hello. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Sister just okay. recently That's died. That's the only reason in a re- rebellion attack. Yeah. Number four. Oh, number man. four. I'm gonna go around to number four. Do it. Go ahead. Do it. Hey, you should do number four now. A uh, little mermaid rumor. Little r- mermaid rumor is that Zendaya might take lead role. Okay. As Ariel. I told Clint wow. this earlier, but I think Emma Stone would be way better in the role. <laughs> that was, that's actually really... She I has think the that's voice per- for it. Yeah. She does. I just think of a cute little fragile mermaid, and I think of Emma Stone. Yeah. Don't you guys? But I kind of think of Emma Stone just like as a college... I think you're just thinking of her in Spider-Man. This is opportunity for them to pull blind. a Star Wars and just get an unknown person yeah. who's a redhead. Because if they're not a redhead, uh, that kind of makes me mad. With a good voice. This could be someone they pick from, like... Yeah. I want her to be able to sing, too. Yeah. I, like, Maybe that's why they're doing Zendaya. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Zendaya would be so good. Number three. Uh, dying Marvel fan makes a plea to learn oh. Avengers 4 details. Oh, oh I did this see this. Dark. So yeah. it's a Make-A-Wish. Yeah, it's Make-A-Wish for dying from cancer. She oh, would man. like to know the ending of uh, Avengers 4. I hate to say this. I said this to the boys before, Watch but I don't think say. I don't think I don't think Marvel or Disney's gonna do that. I think I hope they do something really nice. I think they will, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you they why want good PR. and how. Well, good PR, and also they could do like contract with the parents and everything like that. Like I don't think that they would. Yeah. And obviously, if they do, they can like you know sue. But that wouldn't look really good. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't look good. I mean. I don't know. I feel like they're so uptight about things getting leaked. It's just to a point where it's like a classified mission. Little girl. Yeah. I don't know. It would just, it would warm everyone's heart if they did. I wouldn't care if anything got leaked. I really wouldn't. 
I okay. All right. All right. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Number two. Moving number on. two. The Predator is predicted to invade the box office thirty million opening weekend. Wow, I like that. That's a big it's numbers. our next like big blockbuster. Which little little preview? We will be doing an episode on the Predator. So what's number one? Ah, this is some uh, really okay. big, big sad news. Big sad news. Oh no! Idris Elba has confirmed that he will not be the next 007. Henry Cavill. Oh, <laughs> Ryan, too soon. We're insert, actually sad. Insert cricket soundbite. Uh, if you, uh, I'm gonna put in a nice little plug here. Uh, some people already knew this. If you follow our Instagram, oh, at, oh, Fan- true. at Phantom Rant Radio. So, if you want to know more interesting facts, like top five movie news, well, we have that oh, every yes. day. At least, well, we try to post at least once every day on Phantom Rant Radio yeah. for you yeah. guys on our for- Instagram. Our Instagram name is at. Fandom Rants Radio. It's very simple. Bing, bing, bing. There Boom. you have it. That's you can nice. even Google, you can so Google you guys search and find us. like our top five news segments, there's a lot more news being posted every day, like Dyslexic Man said. Okay, uh, so okay. there's your top five news, everyone. Hope you're happy. All right, we're going to get going. Star Wars, A New Hope. 1977. Came to theaters 1977. And when it came to the theaters... It changed our lives forever. Fun fact, when it came out in 1977, originally it was only in 32 theaters. Really? In the U.S. Until, over time, they expanded to 43. Oh. You you have to imagine that a lot of those theaters were probably New York and California. So there's probably some states that didn't have a showing of Star Wars. Probably Arizona. Like Montana (laughs) and, I don't know, those states that don't have a lot of Definitely Indiana. You know, Dad. um, What did it do in the box office? Well, box office, they made 775 million buckaroos. And if you adjust that for modern day inflation for the U.S., that is $1.65 billion, which would be the second of all time uh, right behind Gone with the Wind. Because Gone with the Wind is always number one adjusted to inflation. Also, I just want to throw this out there, but I'm, I had a realization today. Um, so they only do adjusted for inflation within the U.S. because you can't possibly yeah. adjust for inflation across all countries. So you can never know like what movie made the most money. Avatar, always. Yeah, okay. well, like, yeah. <laughs> pro- you can't actually deny that fact. I know, it's I just true. want to. <laughs> what are the popular reviews about it? Popular reviews, Rotten Tomato gives it a 93 IMDb, 8.7 out of 10. And more shockingly, Metacritic, 90%. That is interesting. But this, is, shocking. this movie's been out way before them. This movie... Do I do I really need to say how big of a movie this is? Imagine if Star Wars never came out. We wouldn't have what we have today. I wouldn't even know any of you guys. I wouldn't even know Jack. <laughs> I wouldn't even know Jack. We, probably, no. we would have had nothing to bond over as kids. It's really sad. We would have had Star Wars. We wouldn't have had Legos. We... <laughs> there would be no fan around. There, there would be would literally be some nights when we would just be hanging out and mom and dad would give us a Lego to build just to get us to shut up and go away. Shut up and go away. No, that's not true. Our yeah. parents love us. But yeah, um, I mean, we're saying it right here. Cultural impact. It impacted our lives and it impacted culture in an incredible way. I want to read a couple oh, yeah. of things here. So oh, yeah. on the Wikipedia page for A New Hope, the soundtrack was added to the U.S. National Recording Registry in 2004. It's among the first films 
to be selected as a pair of the U.S. Library of Congress's National Film Registry as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. I think that's yes. really, really cool. This movie is huge. It's, it's huge. Um, and then finally, the British Film Institute included it in their list of 50 films that you need to see before the age of 14. Actually, if you look at most top 100 films for like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, I don't know about Metacritics, but you know, they always have Star Wars A New Hope included in that. It's true. Because yeah. it was such a revolutionary film. It like, it was so huge and it still is huge affecting us today. I feel like if you, if you think about the word pop culture and you think about one thing you have to take away what's one thing you can think about pop culture star wars i mean i mean what sort of what other things really compare to star wars paddington possibly the okay. mcu but that's like <laughs> lord of the rings not even lord close. of the rings maybe but like culturally maybe, transformative because star maybe wars, transformers oh i think lord of the rings definitely <laughs> lord of the rings i think that's definitely that's up a there. close Certain second films here and there jurassic park yeah jurassic little bit, park jaws a yeah. little bit but i think star wars can compete as its own movie movie genre against other genres it can because like kinda... star wars has created such a big following it's true it's even bigger than like like the following for star wars is possibly bigger than maybe like um i don't know some inferior movie uh genre like insert um, really cool like analogy. romantic comedies like maybe romantic comedies you it's know more star wars way more people that. follow star wars than that you that's know? very true great romance uh sci-fi yeah. Where it is today wouldn't be here without, if it, Star, without Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. The you know, it also started like the entire like the entire big war between Star Trek and Star Wars fans. It started that entire <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh really created the space opera, the music's revolutionary, the visual effects is revolutionary. Everything yeah. about A New Hope was so revolutionary, so ahead of its time, it had no idea. And George Lucas, 20th Century Fox, didn't know how big this would actually turn out. Oh, yeah. And not to mention visual effects. That's another reason why it was such an incredible film. That's very because true. you think of movies that took place around that time, which was Independence Day, which is another huge movie with visuals. And I just, I don't know why I just think Star Wars just, I watch Star Wars now and uh -oh. I'm like, that makes, it, it just looks so much more realistic. Yeah. To me, than Independence Day. Were you saying that Independence Day and Star Wars A New Hope came out at the same time? Or are you comparing the visual effects to He's them? Comparing the I'm comparing effects. the visual effects. They didn't come out at the same time. I'm just comparing. Okay, because I got kind of confused. I mean, same time period, kind yeah. of. Wasn't it the 90s? Yeah, but Independence Day came out. That's how much Star Wars competes. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. That's what I'm different. saying. Because yeah. it's like Independence Day was another like big movement. But I think Star Wars A New Hope, I mean, it wasn't called A New Hope at the time. But you compare those two together, and it's like it looks like the same visuals. That's yeah. why it's just incredible. Yeah, it just impacts the industry as a whole. The only other movie that I can think of that's like in terms of like costume design and visually is Alien, and that's only the first oh, yeah. one. Oh yeah, and oh, that yeah. Came, and it but came out the same time. That design. came out in '79, two years after, which Ridley Scott even says that he took a lot of inspiration from Star Wars. To create his movie Alien, which I is would, also a huge other franchise. I would love to see Ridley Scott have his own Star Wars movie. Oh, that, his, would, be, that's a that would be different. That would be, be different. It'd be a separate topic. Well, speaking of like um, Ridley Scott ooh. and all those people, oh, I was just gonna these say that. are um. Do you want <laughs> you want to mention all these guys? Um, be, no. Before we hit that, 
Can I just also mention, in the same year of 1977, Close Encounters came out, which is the visual effects in Close Encounters is literal crap compared to whoa, Star Wars. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's still a revolutionary film, but it nowhere is. near to nowhere Star near Wars. It is still a revolutionary film. That's why Star Wars is still relevant It's amazing. Today. So I'm looking at this list of actors. I'll let Devin read through them. Okay. Go All ahead. Right. He gave me the A-OK. Um, yeah, well, like, people who waited in line for star wars ridley scott was actually one of those people as uh, i don't know how how old he was at the time he's in his 80s now but not just ridley scott um was waiting in line for star wars when it came out but famous people like james cameron jj abrams damon leanenloff if i said that right dean devlin gareth edwards director of rogue one roland emmerich john lasseter uh, Peter Jackson, Joss Whedon, Christopher Nolan, Kevin Smith, so many other huge, huge influers and yeah. influ- influential influences. There you go. So I got a question for you guys. Dyslexic man. We read through this list of all these guys: Christopher Nolan, Peter Jackson, J.J. Abrams. Would we have that if we didn't get Star Wars in 1977? What I think a lot of I think. A oh lot gosh. of things may may not have been as good, or maybe the stories wouldn't have adapted as well on screen if we didn't have Star Wars to show us the best example the, to pioneer, the, the way. especially the heroic journey, because that oh, is yeah. the best heroic journey on screen. Oh yeah, it's so iconic that you learn it in school. That I remember in English class, me and Devin freshman year, Miss Taylor, one of the examples of the heroic <laughs> journey that we got. Was Star Wars? <laughs> it's, yeah, I just want to say that it's interesting how Star Wars, the original, takes so much inspiration from like World War Two. Ooh, yes, very especially true. stormtroopers. That is true. But also dogfights. The very end scene, X-wing fight against the the Death Star. The Battle of Yavin. Brandon just texted me because he's in the room <laughs> next to us, and he said, <laughs> talking about the World War Two footage. Actually, the space fights before visual effects were added because he's actually a film major here at asu so he probably know this lots of research very true very true um before effects were added to those space battles it was actual footage of world war ii dogfights whoa which is really interesting. so they had it in there they actually had it and then they're like then they added on effects that's cool yeah on the topic of that all the weapons in star wars were influenced from world war ii weapons Mm -hmm. and also here's a probably one of the biggest one is that the word stormtroopers was actually in World War II. There was the a lot of the troops were called Whoa. stormtroopers, Nazi stormtroopers. That's Whoa. where they got the name yeah. from. Like you, Battlefront, a video game is based off of like this movie that came out in the seventies. All these weapons you can see in the original movies. Yeah, it's just crazy. All the props and all the costume designs. Insert Battlefront Two ad. Yeah, the the, the, amen, the immense. There's a huge culture impact, especially between the gaming community. Yeah. yeah, so many classic video games like um, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic was an award-winning oh, yeah. game. If it wasn't for Star Wars, and it, it, it revel in that game alone revolutionized the RPG. So if it wasn't for A New Hope, it probably that would have never have happened. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy to think of that. Last thing I want to I want to ask you guys. We'll leave this section with this question: Is will there ever be anything like this again? That's oh, a, that's that's hard. a really good question. Will we ever get this impactful, this influential? That's movie? completely brand new. Completely original and brand new. Like, I think like the we closest the thing we have that for that is the MCU. But that's not technically not but, original though. 
because there's been continuity of comics for like years before the MCU arrived. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, That's I'm a, just you're saying, saying in terms of cultural impact, cultural and, oh, impact and, yeah. and movie franchise. I, yeah. I agree with the, him on that. The closest thing to come to that is MCU. I think Star Wars was like catching lightning in a bottle. Like I, th- I think in terms of originality, oh, I yeah. think this film was just it was the right time. Yeah. It was right place. Oh yeah, destiny. I believe that there is actually no film out there that's 100% original without taking any inspiration from anything. Every single, no, every movie out there takes inspiration. Everything takes a little bit tidbits, no matter how small. One more thing. Um, you guys know the film from 1958 called The Hidden Fortress? I was yes. just about to mention that too. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the film in which Star Wars A New Hope gets many of its plot devices. Doesn't the opening crawl come from that movie too? No, the no. What was the crawl come the from? The opening crawl mainly they got inspiration from that from the Flash, uh, old Flash Gordon series. Oh, okay, yeah. Huh. And how they did it was um by placing two foot wide die cut yellow letters over a six foot long black paper and passing the camera over the page. So let's let's move on. This movie has got so many iconic scenes, as Ryan eats a Chips Ahoy cookie. <laughs> yes. Um, and so we, I think now it would be awesome. One. Whoa, there's so much lightning outside. Now I want a Chips Ahoy. I think, I think it would be great to break down some scenes in this movie and, and, and just go through it because there's so much gold in it. So let's, I'm going to just throw this out there to you guys, you three. I'm going to stay quiet. Um, I'll let you three discuss this is what would you guys say is the best, the best action sequence in Star Wars A New Hope. Trash, um, trash um, compactor, um, 100%. Do you actually think that? No. I just want to make a point that it's a really interesting scene because it's old. that's real trash that they're in. Mark Hamill popped a blood vessel in his head because he out. That's so long. Lucas had to edit it out later. Yeah. So that's like that's a really cool scene. A lot of things go into these mo- old movies that you really don't know. But uh, I don't think that's actually the best action scene. I want to hear what you guys think. I would say definitely at the end, the trench run. That I think that's the most intense moment in the entire movie. I thought it was the attack on the Death Star. I thought that's what it was called. You know what? That's what I was thinking before, <laughs> but I've grown since then. You've grown as a man. I think that's, yeah. I would say that's the climax of the movie too. What would you consider the part where the Millennium Falcon comes in? I think that's still, I would, I would actually argue that that could be the climax yeah because it's right when vader's about to um blow up luke's ship and then han solo comes out of nowhere takes him out and then luke's able to fire the torpedoes into the death star and blow it up but uh, i think my favorite uh favorite like best action scene definitely has to be the best lightsaber fight throughout the entire series uh, oh yeah oh yeah Yeah. obi-wan versus darth vader that's like are you being serious it makes the prequels look like nothing the tapping of the lightsabers i think it just goes like this didn't you guys see that video on youtube whatever didn't you guys see that youtube video that came out where it was like a remastered version remastered fan made it was a fan made it was actually like really cool but I would actually say um, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to repeat Devin's for the trench run, even though I actually would agree that is the best action scene. But I just want to give a shout out to all the shooting scenes in the movie because they're actually very, really well done. The lasers, the effects. I. I oh think yeah, the lasers and yeah. 
I think probably when um another great one is probably when they're rescuing Princess Leia from the jail cell. Oh, and I love the stormtroopers come in. Yeah, I think that's, I think the explosions and everything. I love it all. What do you guys think are the best pieces of dialogue? Um, there's a lot of really important moments where characters have conversations that we're still talking about to this day. Um, this is kind of abstract, but what what do you guys think is the most important dialogue piece in this movie? I think I don't know. The one that always sticks out to me is the is when they go into like Obi Wan's hut and they're talking about how he fought in the Clone Wars. Yeah. I feel like that whole part opened up so much, obviously, for future things. And I don't know. I thought it was so interesting how he knew his father before. Yeah, you get a little more information about mm-hmm. who Luke's father was. Quick question: yeah, Who me? was the first person to say "May the Force be with you" in Star Wars history? Oh, was wait, it Leia? Was it, it was Han. It was Han. When Luke goes in the X-Wing, he says, He's, hey, Luke, may the force, may the force be with which you. Which I find ironic because he didn't he even didn't believe, believe in the it, force. Yeah. Who was the first one to say, I've got a bad feeling about this? I think Leia. I have a feeling about this. Was it Han again? Luke. It was Luke. I think what? It, oh. when, the, when they were approaching um, the Death Star. Death Star. Anyway. All right. So my favorite dialogue scene I know this is kind of different, but I think it's when the hologram of Princess Leia pops up and, mm. and she's explaining, you know, you're, you fought beside my father in the Clone War. We wait, need you to come back into wait, this fight. You mean the scene where Luke has a crush on his sister? Yes. But I think, <laughs> that is the I best think romance. That's is. why I said it could be a rom-com. It's a voice mail, wait right? A it's a voice recording, right? I they, think they I, invented a hologram. A they invented voicemail. Are you just saying this? To say that it's in the last it was Jedi. cool, yep, no, and you like, wanted to say it was oh a cool callback gosh. when they did do that. No, 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 no. I did, the only great boys, thing about. Last I don't know what Jedi. you're talking about. I'm gonna actually convince you that a really great dialogue scene is really hated by a lot of Star Wars fans. So let me start my talk. This is what I think. Um, I just wanted to go to Tashi Station just to pick up some power converters. <laughs> <laughs> What and let me that? tell you why, and I will actually try to convince the people who are listening to this and why this is a great dialogue scene. This opens up Luke's character to what he is. He's 17 years old. He's a moisture farmer. You know, he wants to go out explore the kid. world. And, you know, a lot of people complain about that dialogue scene and be like, oh, he's so whiny and everything. Well, he's 17. He lives literally on the desert, on a desert planet. He's never gone anywhere before. His aunt and his uncle won't let him pick up those power converters. <laughs> won't let him go out. And then all of a sudden, like, his world is turned upside down with these droids coming in. And he has his entire big adventure opening up. Yeah. And lets him grow as a character. Well, oh. you see how his perspective changes, how he was this tiny little guy in this huge universe. And he's like, well, I just wanted to go into the Tashi station to pick up some gadgets. And then Power here he is now. Gadgets. Gadgets, bro. What's it's just like, I'm trying to gadget? relate it to us. I'm trying to relate it to gadgets. Us. Like, what would a power converter be to us? It's like, I just wanted to go to get some bolts to put together my chair or something. I don't know. But then you, then, then you go to like, <laughs> you go to like episode six, like Clinton saying, like, his, he's this hero of the rebellion. Hero of the world. You guys can't appreciate well, he goes it. From, no, no, no. He goes from no. farmer to hero of the world in this film. No, this oh, yeah, is why it, Star, Star Wars yeah. was so cool because it related to the audience. The only squabble I have with A New Hope oh. is that, or not A New Hope, but the Star Wars franchise it's- is how it kind of flips the idea that any a nobody can be a hero in this world on its head when they say you're actually related to the strongest force user in the world. You find out that this hero is only a hero because he 
is oh, strong with Anakin the Force. Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker. When they introduce midichlorians and well, all that stuff. You yeah. can also argue that Han Solo, who is <laughs> as good as Luke Skywalker, who doesn't know the Force, he's a, he's a hero. And he's Ooh, one of the true. biggest I heroes. Have Very true. True. Very true. I have a question. Yeah. Who's a better pilot, Han or Luke? Well, that's a good Han, question. Han. Han. Hands down. Hands down. I mean, Han. Luke would be dead if it weren't for Han. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's even... Han who took out technically Vader and knocked his spaceship out. Yeah. And another thing I realized too is that Luke was the only one who could have made that shot. Why is that? Because he had the force? With the, with the, when he shot the torpedoes. There is no way. They loop into the hole. It curves. A piece, a light literally moves. <laughs> it's true. In, perfectly into the hole. <laughs> you can't argue no, that. No, no, no. I, I think, think it's because it, it was because. Do you the think force. there's maybe That's, a gravitational he off, pull? He turned off his computer, so he had no. It's like shooting, like blindly into a thing, and that That's perfectly true. hits a person it's twenty like, miles away. It's like That's shooting true. a bullet, and then somehow it ends up in the bucket. Spoiler alert. <laughs> When Obi-Wan dies, does he actually give the Force to Luke? Because, I mean, that's what I always thought as a kid. I thought, oh, when, when Obi-Wan dies, he gave part of the Force to Luke. No. no, I, no. I, I Luke was, always had the Force in him, but he had no idea what the Force I think, was. I don't know. He didn't I, find I think, out to Obi-Wan. I think Obi-Wan just kind of passed on as a way to, like... Inspire? Inspire him, but also to give him, like, uh, guidance. Because now he can talk to him anywhere he is. Yeah, he became a Force ghost. He became ghost. a Force ghost. So now he can yeah. talk to Luke wherever he is. Like on hoth or when he's in the x-wing in the trenches in the death star you know that line is still so debatable to this day like what really did he mean when he said that what did he mean by that i think he was alluding to what i said before but also i'm about to become a forest ghost boy oh maybe (laughs) maybe it was like (laughs) shut me down i'll be a forest ghost boy that is an interesting conversation to have but devin is not interested in devin's sleeping now clint what is your favorite scene in Star Wars, in your hope? Oh, there's two favorite scenes that come into mind for me: Luke looking at the sun, and then him you can leaving. Only pick one, man. Okay, I'll pick Luke looking at the sun. Oh man, oh, oh, that's sunset. all. Yeah, is. ha ha. He picked me first. Gosh. All right, Devin, what do, what do you think? Mine would be just when Obi Wan says hello there. But I yes. think my other favorite scene in Star Wars: A New Hope. The intro, the way that the Carillion Cruiser goes over, like over the camera, yeah, and then you see the rebellion preparing for it. You see the alarm going off. You see another two huge main characters, C three PO and R two, and then you see one of the coolest entrances, villain entrances of all time, Vader walking in. Oh yes, very true. Yeah, uh, Ryan, what would you say is your favorite scene? If you're not ready, I could say mine. Oh no, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, I think everyone's favorite is Binary Sunset, but uh, <laughs> Clint went first. Anyways, mine is probably the throne room scene at the very end Ooh. because that's like ends on such a high note. I think it ends on the best high note of any Star Wars movie. And it's just like, what's next for our heroes? Like that could have been the ending. And that, yeah. it's just like such an incredible beginning and it concludes everything so perfect. But there's so much more that hasn't been told yet. Very true. How about you, Jack? Yeah, uh, I was just going to say, I think my favorite scene, or it's like, honestly, one, it's like a set of scenes, is after they leave the Death Star, they enter Yavin 4, and there's that shot of that guy who has his little gun, his little speeder, like, radar gun. <laughs> That's your favorite That's scene. That's your favorite he's, scene. He's watching him come down. I just 
one thing. I love that planet. I think it's visually really, really interesting. Um, but then following, <laughs> I always liked it as a scene. kid. Yeah, shut up. I liked it as a kid. <laughs> Before that, you have the, I would say like your main pro- protagonist dies. So it seems like you got this massive super weapon, you have this horrible villain, and your best good guy dies. What do you do after this? You've got this meeting, and it's like all hope is lost, but there is still a little bit of hope left. And then after they break, it's like everyone break, and then everyone's talking, and they're like, dun, 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 dun. And then they yeah. go off to their mission. Luke's talking to Wedge. Yeah, Luke talks to which Wedge. Which we'll never see again. And then Han is in there, and Chewie's in there. It's like Han and Chewie would never be in a situation like this. But they were given the opportunity, and they took it, and now they're heroes in a galaxy. When um, Luke rushes back home, and he realizes that Amperu and Uncle Owen are in danger, and then he oh. obviously finds like the remains of them, and his entire home is completely destroyed. And he just, in that moment, you can see in his eyes that he knows what he needs to do now. It's like, like freedom it's almost. Like, Whoa. 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 That's kind of dark. That's very dark. I was going to say Destiny. And I think that's the coolest hero. Like Thor, kind of. He has nothing else to lose, you know? Oh, okay. So he's just like, he's just fighting the good fight. And that's Luke. He's got nothing to lose. He's fighting the good fight. All right. We're moving on to favorite characters. Favorite characters. So... I would say my favorite character, specifically to Star Wars A New Hope... Would be Han Solo, which is a lot of people's because not only is he such a cool anti-hero, I think um, also that he's just he's he's different than Obi Wan and Luke. Obi Wan and Luke know what they're doing. They're like right off the bat, they're good guys. Han Solo is a smuggler, and this is why this goes further into why why he's an anti-hero is because at first he was just doing it for the money to save Princess Leia. I think out of all of them, he was just the most interesting because he'd be like, why, why are we doing this? Why are we, like, wasting our lives just to save some princess? Like, no, one of my favorite lines that he says when he's in the Death Star is like, no reward's worth this. <laughs> so he's savage. just like, he's so savage. Until, and he has a cool, and he's one of the only ones in the movie that has a st- uh, story arc, a character arc. is because at the end, he realizes... And he's, he tells Luke, may the force be with you. And you can kind of tell, like, oh, well, Something's he's, changing he's rooting here. for them. Maybe he'll show up later. And he's obviously the one who really saves the day. Because with if he wasn't there to show up on the trench run and save Luke, that plan would have went haywire. Haywire. Luke would have died. Ryan, who is your favorite character in Star Wars New Hope? Um, definitely Luke Skywalker, 100%. Yeah. I think Clint, me and Clint talked about this earlier, but his character development from a small mindset, like a, I like to call it a third world mindset where you think, um, I need to get this this amount of food for today just to survive. Whereas now he's like this big thinker, like how can I save this galaxy from this tyranny? I just, I love Luke's character. That's awesome. And I would say that my favorite character in this film is uh, the great Obi-Wan Kenobi. One, because he he's so ominous in the beginning, kind of like Darth Vader, like, He's in this dark robe, dark clothes, but on the opposite side. Yeah, but on the you're you're wondering because you already saw it with Darth Vader. You're wondering is this going to be a good guy or a bad guy? He turns out to be an incre- incredible character. Really develops that mentor figure to Luke, and then in the end, he sacrifices himself. And I'm a sucker for sacrifices. Um, it's just so compelling emotionally, and for I the think, greater good. You know, he did it for the greater good, and and that scene where he was like, 
when he sacrificed himself, he was okay to go. I don't know. Yeah, he just, he kind of, it's almost in a way he wanted it to happen. Like, he smiled. Yeah. Or, like, he smirked at Luke. I don't know. And I think a part to that, I'm sorry, I'm just adding to yours, is that Sir Alec Guinness did such a great job of introducing the character of Obi-Wan. It's very true. And then, you know, we get Ewan McGregor, who does an incredible job in the in the earlier films. Uh, but Obi-Wan's a great character. Not my favorite Star Wars character, but in this film, he's the best for me. Uh, Darth Vader, because he is arguably the best movie villain of all time. Yeah, let's and talk I, about pretty it. Pretty arguable. So yeah. I, would want, I wonder if, if all of us want to talk about him. My favorite characteristic about darth vader in any any movie is he's not afraid to get his hands dirty like the first time you see darth vader he's choking out a guy trying to get answers he's not the he doesn't have the interrogator in the back that's why he's so much better than the emperor because the emperor is just like some guy in a chair he wants everyone to do it for him but yeah where darth vader is like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna get done when vader needs to step in vader's the one in. in the trenches trying to destroy luke you know Add on one little thing for Ryan. Like, he is always at the forefront, like, especially yeah, in, the, yeah. in the Battle of the Death Star. What does he do? He's out there killing rebels. My favorite part with um, Darth Vader is definitely that scene where you got all those generals in the room and they're all talking. And then Darth <laughs> Vader's, like, in the back, like, he's in the corner. And then they make a joke about his Jedi, or, or sorry, no, like, he, Jedi he's is. Like, they make a joke about his, like, the guy. No, the abilities. guy directly calls him out. And then, obviously, Vader starts choking him, him, force choking him, and says, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Like, it's cool how Tarkin actually Tarkin believes, the one. believes that this all exists. Yeah. He's oh, like, oh, Tarkin right, is enough. a good character. Tarkin, Tarkin is, is the one who tells Vader to stop. Yeah. 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 Tarkin. He's in you charge can, of Vader. Their dynamic can, is very interesting. You Tarkin can argue, and Vader. You can argue that it seems like Tarkin is more powerful than Vader, like, has more of a power within the Empire. No, actually, Grandma Tarkin is in charge of Vader. Yeah, he's uh, higher ranked. Yeah, you guys might laugh at me like this, but it's like Darth Vader and <laughs> Tarkin is like a, it's like a, kind of like a master with his dog, kind of like you know how it, it is kind of an insult towards Vader, but Vader you know, does seem like the dog. Yeah, you, you know Tarkin like when he's when he's choking out that officer and then Tarkin, Tarkin has a leash on him. And like Tarkin's like, yeah. hey, stop it! And then Vader's like, I eat, and then he just stops doing it. It's just he's like. It's. Not, I don't think it's just because of outrank. It's also, I think it's just because of out of respect Vader has for Tarkin at the same time. Very true. As we've seen in the Clone Wars TV show. All yeah. right, uh, moving on. We are going to end this awesome episode with a little bit of trivia and fun facts. So, boys, fun what about your sheets? We got our sheets here. Oh, yeah. Um, we just got some interesting facts about this film that we want to inform you guys about. Yep. Can I start it off? Go ahead, big yes, boy. You can. Sweet. So you know the famous cantina scene, you know that famous scene. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's so many aliens in that scene, mm-hmm. and there's like a little fun fact that George Lucas wanted more aliens, so he asked the makeup artist uh, Rick Baker just to use just like off-the-shelf monster masks, like just things that were just so random. Um, but some of these like masks have become so iconic like a species in star wars through like whether it's like a rodane in the clone wars you know and they're just like featured yeah they're featured through like different movies and it's just so crazy how just one little off-the-shelf mask has become a big you know (laughs) it's iconic it's iconic yeah all right let's go next one Devin, what you got well you know when han was boasting of the Falcon's Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs was originally a writing mistake. 
George Lucas mistook parsec for a unit of time. Oh, yes. Which makes no sense since parsecs are a measure of distance. Oh. Huh. Uh, Sir Alan McGuinness once famously declared Star Wars as fairy tale rubbish. If you guys don't already know, um, Mr. Alan McGuinness was not a big fan of Star Wars. Nope. He did not like working on it at all, but it made him a very rich man. Very true. It got him like... Uh, Two, he took home 2.2% of all revenue from the movie. Which would... And he... I'm trying to get the page right. I think it turned out to be 70 million. Is that correct? It turned over out time? to be three. Yeah, it turned out seventy-five million over the years of the deal. Yeah. So he turned out to be a very rich man because of the series. He, I actually also one little bit of thing. He would actually refuse uh, autograph signings for this movie. <laughs> oh man, because that's how much he hated it. That's crazy. There was there was a story about a kid who who wanted an autograph with Sir Alec McGuinness. I uh, not McGuinness, Guinness, and his deal with the kid was. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll give you an autograph if you say I uh, I hate Star Wars and you never watch it again. <laughs> I just think that's Savage. the funniest thing. He really did not like Star Wars. So uh, for a Star Wars, uh, George Lucas originally chose Dan Perry to be the designer of the logo type, and he's the he created the famous Star Wars logo that goes to a vanishing point. Kind of like we made a cool sticker. Ryan made a sticker about it, but. Um, that was his logo and George Lucas didn't really like it that much. And he actually went with a, uh, designer in Los Angeles named Susie Rice, who was much younger and had much less experience. But this woman is the one who, the person who created the star Wars logo type with the S that vanishes into the T and the R that goes into the, into the S. And, and that is what we have today. Uh, thanks to Susie Rice. Ryan, what do you got? Anything else? Well, and this is actually from Empire, but I'd like to share it because, I mean, I bet they use the same effects in episode four. But, you know, the astro scenes when they're the uh, Millennium Falcon is escaping, one of the asteroids is actually a flying potato. <laughs> and I bet they use that same with Alderaan. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's probably. Flying potato. Another uh, cool fact is that um, Harrison Ford, who played Bob Falfa, the cocky street racer in American <laughs> Graffiti, George Lucas's first successful film at first was only brought in during casting to help deliver lines, but was ultimately cast as Han Solo when Lucas preferred his acting style. Another one would be James Earl Jones was picked to voice Vader due to his deep Maleficent Maleficent voice and was paid a a total of $7,500 for his two-hour vocal work. I think he deserves a little bit more, obviously, from what he is now, but, you know. Yeah. Um, Going back to that Han Solo thing, you guys want to guess some people who almost were Han Solo? Christopher Walken. Really? Kurt Russell. (laughs) Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) What? And Al Pacino. Pacino. (laughs) 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 You need to keep that one. <laughs> not being kept. That's not being <laughs> kept. Al Pacino. <laughs> um, what Sorry, else we got here? Uh, in 1978, Star Wars: A New Hope took home six Oscar Oscars for Best Art Direction. Very cool. Best Costume Design, Best Sound, Best Film Editing, Best Visual Effects, and Best Original Score, and was nominated for Best Film. Ryan, 
Cool beans. You got, any, you got any juice for us? I think it's just so crazy how Harrison Ford made so much less money than Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. It's true. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Especially less. on crazy. how much the fans love his character. Yeah, like you would think that he got paid the most because he doesn't like Star Wars. I mean, I bet it was different with all the other movies. Yeah. But it's just interesting. Only ten thousand. Like considering yeah. how little he got paid, do you think that's why he hates Star Wars so much? <laughs> Maybe that's Maybe. why. Because he just that was they the paid him so less. He got destroyed. <laughs> I mean, coming into this, that he had more experience it. than Carrie or Mark, right? That might be why, honestly. Who knows? You yeah. will never All right, know. Devin, you want more? Clint, one more? Then I think we should wrap this thing up. All right, sweet. Um, a little cool sound effect trick um, when about Darth Vader's sinister breathing was actually recorded by sticking a microphone inside a scuba tank regulator. Ooh. <laughs> All these sound effects that you hear, they, they're completely All random. Thought through. Yeah. Like R2-D2? What was that one? I think we have it written down. R2-D2's like voice was created using synthesizer loops matched with beeps, tweets, and boops. <laughs> Pattern, <laughs> beeps, tweets, and boops. Shattered after infant coups beeps, performed by Bert himself. Whoa. Bert no is. way. That's cool. Man himself. All right, last one. It's better be a good one. And finally, Star Wars grand premiere at Grumman's Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard was only made possible by the delay of William Fredrickson's Soccer. I guess his film was named Soccer. Wow. And it delayed so that they they threw on Star Wars instead. Yep. That was (laughs) awesome. Wow. Well, boys, it's been a good episode. Well, thank you for sticking with us, friends and family and RoboCop. <laughs> uh, we appreciate everything. Uh, if you have any ideas for episodes, please feel free to hit us up. I think uh, we saw one out there. You guys want to see a top 10 villains, top 10 worst comic book hero portrayals. What? I think those are some interesting top 10 episodes. We might have to do them. Um, we'll have some oh. serious top 10s for you. Serious debates. Top 10s are great episodes. But hey, if you have any information for us, any feedback, please... Send it, send it our way. And don't forget, shoutouts for stickers is ending pretty soon. Mm-hmm. We'll be kicking off our merch website, so stay tuned for that. Send feedback. Please, don't forget to subscribe. Moneyball. <laughs> Paddington 2. Chris Pine. <laughs>